I'm your host, Tim Branch. And I'm Jen. And we're back. We have a special guest here, Mr. Martez, Mr. Excitement Carter. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Welcome to the pie, bro. What's good? Bro, you ass. Why are you starting this early? It wouldn't be me if I Myself together. So, Martez, Jazz tells me that y'all go back like full flats oh, on a Cadillac. With the fifth wheel. With the fifth. Yeah, I, see, I see where he's going with this. That nigga said, see, he know what time it is. He said the fifth wheel. It, it ain't really going back if it ain't got the fifth wheel. I don't even know. Yeah, what is the fifth wheel? It's the extra it's the spell wheel. Oh. Yeah. I'm the donut? It's not really a donut. It's, a true, it's actually a true tire. Right. Well, so we'll look the same. Like if we go down, we can put that fifth wheel on there and look yeah. the same. Yeah. Oh, so it's oh okay. So it's not the actual spare. It's, it's a it's, it's a it's a spare, but it's a real spare. Oh, so you took the donut out and put a real tie in there. Yeah. So you a real nigga. Period. Period. What my sound effect, Tim? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, y'all, Ted's famous. He might you not. Famous. I'm not famous. He he got he got a, a check on Instagram. You know he's certified. I don't know if he got a check on Twitter. Do you have a check on Twitter? Do. Oh. Do. Oh. Got fired, man. Damn, you got a gun. Started because he will just sit here and do this. Like, please. Oh, which I download my new gun sound. I got an AK 47, so it's like, it's spitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shoot that bitch. Stop! <laughs> Gosh, okay. Yo, both y'all just making my nerves bad. We were supposed to come on here. It was supposed to be a smooth conversation about being a product of an HBCU. And, and y'all just up here making my nerves bad. I feel like this is nervous me. Uh, anyways, listen. I've known Ted since, what, freshman year of high school? Sophomore yeah. year of high school? And he has been all over the world playing basketball, football, track. What else? Am I missing something? Baseball. Baseball. He is literally a jack of all trades. He can rap. He can dance. He can flip. This man is literally... Look, look, look. look. He created that. (laughs) Let me tell you, this man is a jack of all trades. He's a great dad. Like... Listen, listen. He's a comedian. (laughs) Like, the list goes on. But what I brought you, what I wanted you here on the show for was to talk about how you're a product of an HBCU and how that ties into why a lot of football players that go pro don't really pour back into their institutions that they came from when a lot of them came from HBCUs. And you don't even know about it because they don't really talk about it. Correct. Why are you shaking your head? No, I'm, th- no I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. Like, I'm playing this on my head. Give us a little spiel for, okay, so you graduated from Gremlin. 
Give us a little spiel about how you ended up at Gramlin. Um, Central High School. Uh, I didn't have any scholarships coming out of high school. Nobody wanted me. So I had to walk on and play basketball at Wiley College in Washington. Um, I stayed there for a semester. My coach, he decided to take a job at Mississippi Family, and he didn't take the will, nor did he see my scholarship. So I had to take my parents' cigarette. I met Coach O'Connor, uh, breaking the action, dropped football. Uh, I went home and took consideration, and um, I transferred to Grambling that spring. Um, I didn't have the GPA ID, so I had to transfer back to Wiley. Get my GPA up and transfer in the summer, and then I walked on and I played defense for a little while. And then I just kept in, you know, grab up on the defensive side and just special things. And then I asked coach, you know, so like, give me a shot with a ball in my head and uh, let's see what happens. And then uh, from that point on, uh, it was a great spark. And that's the grand rivalry. So, why did you, why didn't you go to a PWI? Why didn't you go to Tech or? ULM or what's what's another PWI in, in Arizona? Why, why, you, uh, yeah, UL. Why, why didn't you go to one of those? Um, they didn't want me. It's just that simple. Uh, if I had the luxury to go to one of those schools, maybe I would have had a better shot at the NFL. If um, they had to the liking of me, then maybe I had a different route. I, my path would have been different. But just seeing that I had to do it myself, Gremlin was the only one who was going to take what, what, what was next to me uh, and give me a shot. No PWI was going to take that chance. Uh, just nobody in general, nobody serious. So Gremlin showed me that they wanted me there. They didn't, they didn't care about what size I was, uh, what I came with. Uh, I, I went to Gremlin where I passed the clothes on a 55 inch TV. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no kidding. Uh, from the moment I had left that school in Atlanta, like, you used to FaceTime every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw what I was going through. I was going to uh, a school academy in Atlanta. It's, it's just been a long, long road. So, after going through all that, still not having a scholarship, still not having a home or a place to call home, Gremlin will open doors. So, I mean, I just hands off the Gremlin will play with everybody or somebody. Okay, GSU, I thought you knew. Uh. Hey, bitch. <laughs> you, to me, your story is like the epitome of started from the bottom, now I'm here. And your story's not even, like, finished yet because you still, you, you're, you're in the comeback season right now. Okay. You rehabbing, you had surgery, you have played through multiple, multiple, multiple injuries. It's, let me tell you, let me, I commend you. I commend you a lot. And I've texted you multiple times and been like, you shouldn't be playing right now. You need to rest. It's, it's okay. Your time (laughs) is coming. And you was just like, I got to do what I got to do. Man, say he was in the trenches, relax. I'm, I'm weak. I'm weak. Y'all don't need to be co-signing he was in the trenches. <laughs> Real bottom boy survival. Uh, what? You heard that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think? Okay, so from Gremlin, you went to the Redskins, right? Correct. And what happened? What happened there? Um, I, the odds were already against me. I came from Gremlin, you know. Um, everybody else. That the running back uh, group came from LSU, came from uh, Alabama, uh, Oregon. So the odds are already stacked against me because I came from Bramley. They feel like um, HBCUs don't have a lot of talent there because we aren't, well, we don't have the luxury of having as many scholarships as every other school. I think every other school, like PWI, like Tech, Tulane, and I think they, they give like 14 more scholarships than we do. Mm-hmm. So they're able, they're able to like recruit more 
guys that have a chance to contribute to the team. That's why the talent level seems like it's not as high as all other schools. That's why we can't compete with schools in the Sun Belt, the SEC, and, you know, those schools. We can't compete with those guys because they have more funds and they're able to give those guys money. Well, more, most of the guys, and we can't afford that. So, uh, going to the Redskins, I was out there. I was because my talent level, the success I had at my talent level was the success that Darius Geis had at FSU with he's playing multiple guys that's better than, you know, the talent that would be at Grammar. But anyway, I got my shot to the Redskins and uh, I broke my figure. Uh, against the Jets, the Jets preseason game, and uh, that's something we hold for the season. So I ended up taking a step and doing rehab, you know, walk again, have the physical, and uh, get a workout. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I went through that, and then I had a couple of workouts with the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, as well as the New Orleans Saints, which the New Orleans Saints ended up finding me, and which, I mean, you read, you know, you link this year, you will pull up and you got the experience to do all this. So, I mean, it's it. <laughs> Time and Nola, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me, Tim? Because when you go to talk with that New Orleans accent, it'd be so funny to me. I think I sound um, pretty good with the New Orleans accent. You actually don't sound bad with it. I mean, you already be in the trenches. Like, you really be in the trenches. But <laughs> I think that's honestly the Martez, thing fam, she really be like, I'd be like, Jazz, what are you doing? Why are you over? <laughs> Listen. What's wrong with her? Nothing is wrong with me. Talk about, I'm looking for, like talk about, I'm looking for the spot, from the spots, I'm looking for the hood part of New Orleans that's not gentrified. Who goes there for fun? You know. Never mind, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. You go there for fun. <laughs> I was on Chef's the other day. You go there for fun. Yes, you I be do. at the little hole in the walls. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They got the best, best food, though. See, for that's, real. that's why I be trying to go so I can get food. I like to eat. Oh, I thought you were trying to find a nigga in a dicky suit. I do oh, not, my God. <laughs> I do not want a nigga in a dicky fit with that gay. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah. He oh, living like that. Yeah. With that strap around him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't. I so, want a good wholesome man. So, Martez, how old were you when you realized that you wanted to play, like, playing ball is what you wanted to do? That's like, you knew that's what you wanted to do. It couldn't be anything else. I was in college. <laughs> um, I played one year at Richwood, and I just thought basketball was gonna be it, man. If you mm-hmm. ever did some homework on me or your background, I'm like, I hoop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I played a lot of basketball, a lot of football being played. I played like a year past, but I played basketball all four years. So like, I thought basketball was gonna take a hill for real. But I mean, the reality check hit me when I walked when I got to Wiley, and I was trying to transfer like somebody mm-hmm. You know, reality fit in like. Either you change your passion or you just be a mediocre hood nigga that can hoop and trying to always offer the league and all that. I just dove into football and turned that into what could really pay the bills. And, you know, it worked. <laughs> nah, I feel that. Richwood had them squads back in the gap. Thanks. I've been in that gym. They got banners in that gym. A yeah, lot yeah, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my name, my name up there. Ain't no second, ain't no second place banners. It's like, nah, <laughs> championships only, my nigga. They got that Lakers dynasty shit going on around First now. First of all, Tim, what you doing up in Richwood? Yeah, you basketball. What, what, you, what you doing up in Richwood? AAU basketball, <laughs> fam. AAU basketball take you some places. Everybody think you only you in Orlando. You going to? To Monroe, you go to Shreveport a lot. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's why like I'm enjoying listening to him talk about this because you know if you play ball. So like most of us hit the realization like junior senior year, like, okay, this was fun. The real right. world's coming. See, people right. always ask me, I used to play I played basketball two years at two years of varsity at Curtis, because I would have been three balls in eligible my sophomore year. That's either him or the transfer student. But <laughs> That's, I, when people ask me now, I tell them I'm retired. 
I've been retired since 18. Wait a minute, bro. I'm retired. Wait a minute, bro. Hey, bro, don't you got to retire like some job or some shit? Yeah, but, you know, you, you already you know what the grind is like in high school. It is a job. This man said he was tired from high school basketball, bro. That's the first time I ever heard that shit. After, after, after my senior year was over, I retired from basketball. You know what I'm saying? I retired before college. You know, most people retire after college. I'm going to ask Twitter, is that a real thing? And you retired from high school basketball. I'm going to ask that question. You do need to ask that question, because I want to know. Because I need to make sure I'm using this term in the right way. Yeah. If it is, then we're going to, we're going to, anybody who retires from that. So we Joseph so In the name of you. Man, we really Joseph. <laughs> I'm mad at y'all. I'm really bothered. It's a really good question to ask, though. Nah, it's actually a fantastic question. I'm going to get the answer. Because, I mean, if it's, if it's acceptable, I'm putting it in my Bible. The first nigga that ever retired from high school basketball. Right, sure. You ain't never heard a nigga say they was retired before me. I ain't even get a pension. I was nowhere close to one. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't breathe. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. See, I can't have both of y'all up on here. We ain't gonna do this no more. Why? We're having fun. We ain't gonna do this no more. We bad we having straightforward conversation. He said I retired from you know my my junior year. I, I retired. Senior, I, I played my senior. I retired after my senior year, so I retired before it was time to play. I ain't had no office anyway, so I was like, I'm gonna just retire. Somebody. <laughs> was asking me like, you gonna go try out for Dillard team? I was like, probably not. I'm retired. You didn't even give your yourself a chance. I was retired. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That first year when you don't play sports, that first year when you're done playing, you don't be knowing what to do with yourself. I ain't Fuck never no. had this much free time in my life. Fuck no. <laughs> Y'all got my stomach hurting. Fam, I can take a nap at 3 o'clock in the evening? <laughs> Shit. I nap at 3 in the evening. Wake me up at six. At six o'clock, I'm up. Like, Jazz, you don't know Jazz. You don't get it, Jazz. Jazz, did you play ball? I'm not honestly asking. Softball? She was a bench warmer, bro. You a lie. That girl, yeah. She only played because you. Okay, okay, you played because you're the only black girl on the team, but wow. <laughs> What you play? You play basketball, Jazz? I did. Yeah. You a shooter? I was. No. She was just running around, bro. Like all her and her white friends were just running around basketball. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> they looked so unproductive. Every time it's like they had they were just there, like we're playing basketball today, girls like yeah, like y'all gonna go in this bitch and what the fuck y'all gonna do right like, like what school did you go to, Jazz? West Washington. Okay. <laughs> cricket. cricket. Where was the cricket? Where is the cricket? Damn, I don't know which one it is. Which one is, is it, Jazz? The purple one? Yeah. Listen, I used to ask Tess to come to my games. <laughs> I used to be like, you gonna come see me play? He was like, you don't even play. You don't eat, but he wanted me to come to the game just so we can walk to the concession stand. I can get a kiss or two, and then boom. Yep. Why turn not play? First of all, he trying to really sit on air and play me like I didn't play. I was pretty good, okay? You was the only black girl. You have no choice. <laughs> you absolutely have no choice. All you have to do is just run a little bit faster, throw the ball at the backboard a little bit harder. <laughs> You know, just like, just being a little bit more athletic than the other four girls on the floor. That is true. I started, though. All four You're years. Black. The only black girl. <laughs> I was not the only black girl. There was also two other black girls. 
How many consistent black girls you put that's what it Well, okay, my senior year, it was me and Trinity. We was like the black duo. We was Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, but where was she? Where was she? Freshman, sophomore, junior. I said consistent black girls. <laughs> Niggas couldn't do that for four years. You are Ario. <laughs> black on the outside, you're white on the inside. You enjoyed that school. So not wait, about me. So wait, Jad, you went to the white school? Yes. Yes, bro. Wow. I did not Thank know you that. white boy. I did. Oh my goodness. Swear to God. I did not. Tez. Yeah, Tez you like will that pink dick? Yes, you do. <laughs> Tez will say this till we dead and gone that I dated a white boy, and I have nothing against interracial relationships, but I've never dated a white dude ever. You went to prom with a white boy, didn't you? No. You went to homecoming with a white boy. No. The man has to have some reason for saying that you date white because boys. Because I talk to white boys. So there we have it. <laughs> this is not about me. Oh, this, this is, is definitely. about Ted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Jazz, Jazz was josting the white boys. I was. They were at my school. So? So, if I was at a black school, I would have been talking to black boys. If I was at a Hispanic school, I would have been talking to Hispanic people. I'm disappointed. But you were at high school. So, I was, listen, y'all not about to turn this on me. Both y'all over here double teaming me. Y'all, this is what we not about to do, okay? Hey, I don't date white girls, so I'm good. Nothing against white girls, but I just don't date them. I mean, I ain't nothing wrong with Tez would know. I love mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I know. You want to throw shots at me? We can start throwing shots at you. How about that? I'm the king, though. You're not. It's going to make me look that too straight, though. If you pull up my track record, I'm going to look like a legend. So I wouldn't crucify. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Martez Carter. What? <laughs> So, so Martez, what you got? So what you got planned going forward? <laughs> um, right now, turning back to you. And uh, I, I have a billion right now. It's not mine, but I'm investing it. So I can't call it my home. I can't call it my baby. Uh, I'm rehabbing my own. Team. I'm rehabbing myself while trusting other people. I'm playing kids, um, adults, I, the elderly, people of all age. So never work out. Oh. And uh, the hook it's it's a it's a, it's a the gym too, actually getting dressed as we talk to you guys, so I can go help instead. Because last night was ladies' night. So we gonna run that back. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I got workouts coming up, and I'm able to pass the physical. I just told my kids um, August this, and uh, yes, I'm just not walking. Jogging and you know. Today. So I'm not ready to get back into action for another month. So uh, as I rehab, I'm just thinking that I can throw myself to the outside. And I enjoy clubbing. Mm-hmm. It's in the club and I hookah. out, invested in a gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, hookah is like interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? And that Henny. Mm-hmm. Hey, Henny, Henny for me. Jazz, you ain't got no taste buds with that Hennessy. Jazz, Jazz, stop acting like you don't drink Henny. I don't. Jazz, I do not. You drink brown alcohol. I sure do. There's a pretty good chance that I, that was Hennessy I was pouring give you. It, no, it wasn't you were giving me Doucet. Oh my bad. It's the same thing. They it's, just like it's not. It's like a Sprite and Mountain Dew. They Completely different tastes. Taste. Yeah, taste, but it's still the taste. same. You got a point there. It's not the same. Henny, Henny is just nasty. Put hair on your chin. Nah, yeah. I just put a little hair on your chin. That do say is just a little bit smoother. Do say is a lot smoother. It's smoother, but drink, drink that shit hot. It's gonna burn the shit out of you. I'm telling you now. Why are you the, the exact same way Henny would, bro. But yeah. if you if you got Henny, if you got that Henny in the freezer and you got that do say in the freezer, oh shit, now going down the same way. Syrup, syrupy, syrupy, but it's good as a bitch. Oh yeah, I'm at. Oh. If the dude say go down, oh, I'm active. Mm. 
Yes. That dude say, bro, put that dude say in the freezer. It's ball game. You know, I'm telling you, James. And tomorrow, drink that motherfucker, or later that day, drink that motherfucker. You gonna be on your fucking hippie dog. I don't even drink liquor like that no more. Walking light so you don't push the ground off. You hear me? Yeah, my she don't drink no more. She ain't got booze. I do on. drink. I don't drink like that anymore. Come on down here, let me get you drunk. Look, listen, you give me one shot, I'm gonna be tipsy. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one All shot. Right, okay. I used to be like a like a four or five shot girl to, to get tipsy. Fact. Two and I and it's it's, it's funny because my listeners don't know they don't know you outside of the podcast. They don't. <laughs> we know gonna, we gonna give you we gonna give you a BC powder then you'll be able to you I know have it. BC, BC little Advil before I'll be able to hang. But listen, yeah. <laughs> one shot and a little cocktail. It's party time. We gonna be oh, dancing on the table. Time, party time. <laughs> Martez, would you ever get into coaching one day? Maybe. I don't want to coach, bro. I feel that. Why not? It's too it's too it's too time consuming. I've been on both sides. I I, I haven't coached but I've dealt with kids long enough to yeah, be around and I put myself in a position to coach. Sometimes those coaches get in the first at six in the morning and not going home to twelve at night, nine at night. And the pay is not there. Sometimes they're rewarding. I just look, I don't want to put myself in that position. I've I seen my coach more than I've seen my family, so I know he's seen me more than he's seen his family. And it wasn't that reward. You know, there's just something. And if I run into a whole bunch of me, there's no way I can coach a whole bunch of kids. So, like, <laughs> I just won't put my yeah, I just won't put myself in that position. It's just something I'm looking forward to. And on the other side of it, I know how to play football. But I don't know how to coach. You don't got it. All here with the kid on this next. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was always good. I didn't. Yeah, I really didn't know the play. I that good shit. You tell me, hey, is we running right? Give me the ball. I go right. I throw the ball. That's it. Nice. I ain't worrying about the defense they in, what coverage they in. I can give two fucks. Just give me the damn ball. No, I feel that. And that's and that's just something I'm. In, bro. I'm not trying to go back and do the learning a while I'm trying to teach these kids. It's just not something that I'm that I will wake up and be happy to go to work for. I enjoy going to the gym and I enjoy the hookah. That was some things that I enjoy. I so coaching like the things that I would say I enjoy. What do you think? Um, what do you think it will take for HBCUs to get on the map with producing professional athletes? Well, right now, Deion Sanders, right now, he just got his son to commit to Jackson State. Um, he got another big, they commit to Jackson State. It's all about, you know, giving it an opportunity and uh, getting that Deion Sanders big time commit to make it. But not making them, giving it to HCL, HBCU. More guys are going to, you know, uh, all these basketball players that commit to these HBCU. Um, that you know is these big time schools, but being that the PWIs don't care about the kids, they only want to play. Really, they're taking a talent to you. Is that that's really good? Like I said, the lifestyle of the HBCU isn't a lifestyle that a PWI. You know what I'm saying? If I went to a school that you or something like that, my per diem would be you can have a per diem. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a five thousand stipend at the end of the year for being a, an athlete. But these kids at LSU, they get mad. Yeah. Breaking getting back in the park. You know, seniors and starting quarterbacks, running back team, twelve hundred a month. And it's they sell campus at fifteen hundred a month. And that's part of pocket change because the apartment complex so good with the school that they don't even have to pay the rent over there. You know, that's pocket change. That's why these kids because they've been baller from the time that they was at DP five to the time that they go to the NFL. It's the difference between me going to Redskins with two, three hundred dollars in my pocket, then the kid coming from LSU to like racked up because he ain't never had to pay for shit, and the school put him in a position to already be successful or have some success or have some stability. PWIs are private. There's no way an ABC support that, you know? and if we only get a five hundred at the end of the year or. Oh, we, see, we barely get a refund. 
they giving us half scholarship fees, thirty scholarships in Kansas. Guys, money to say that they that's just something that PWI don't have to deal with. They don't have to giving guys half scholarship. You got fourteen more uh, HBCUs this place. The funding is just just so just goes to show like like you said, them trenches, that trench work. That trench work, like having I, I had I'm the best player on the team, one of the best players on the team. And yeah, I gotta sit down with my kids and tell me, hey look, we gotta cut down scholarships as we see this kid. And I gotta I think I wanna win. So if we can get this kid a half scholarship and I know he can help us, then by all means, bro, scholarship. Is it what's the Those are sacrifices to you that PWI is just like this. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Is it a catch twenty two? Is that the phrase I'm looking for? Like it's kinda like a catch twenty two if if that's the if that's the right phrase, but here I go with this. So basically the issue with HBCUs is funding and how they're gonna fund athletes or, or whatever the case may be. But they need that funding from the state or whoever. But if athletes or people don't look, I mean, don't go to them or look over HBCUs for that reason, then it's more likely that the state or whatever else won't fund those schools to fund those athletes. So it's like, it's like you in a a rock and a hard place. Literally, literally. Like if you look at like LSU, for example. LSU alumni takes care of everything for football. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like he's saying, an LSU football player has that luxury to he walk he walk in the training camp racked up. Whereas him, he's going whatever he got in his pocket. You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, and then then there's the other things associated with those PWIs, those big schools. You know what I'm saying? Because okay, there's always the argument of 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 major schools versus mid majors. Well. There's a there's a HBCUs versus it's basically when it comes HBCUs like him it's basically HBCUs versus everybody because mm-hmm. even I could argue even a UL and UL isn't a bit isn't that big a school as an LSU but they still have more funding than what a Grambling would have you know what I'm saying so like you know what I'm saying and it's not that and if if you know anything about Grambling Grambling didn't put a shitload of people in the NFL mm-hmm. like historically Coach Eddie Robinson was the before. Coach Eddie Robinson is one of the most winningest coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, but it's like, but it's like Deion Sanders, I think, going to Jackson State is a great thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So hopefully it, it can serve as a stepping stone to start getting maybe he can attract uh more sponsors. Just the, the main thing is gonna be getting more money into the schools to have so that they can have this the same um facilities as a it's, it's, it's going to be a process, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to know, like, what what is it going to take to for HBCUs to get like sponsorship sponsorships and stuff? Other than you know, we get like the lower kind of sponsors like Russell and well, and it it, it, it would, it's literally going to take you're going to need a crew. I think I'll go for, I'm going to say you're going to need like you would probably need. On a basketball, and you would probably, if you could get X amount of, you need to get the top. You need to get a few. I would say you get a few. Okay, in basketball, that's the top one hundred every year. So I would say start off if you could maybe get somehow get maybe start off getting maybe ten of them, ten ten like a ten HBUs. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good spot to start. At. I would go. I would start the goal off at ten. You know what I'm saying? And then try to, and from there, it's on the schools to kind of. Increasing that because Nike is gonna go wherever. As far as basketball, I know how basketball works, so I know how Nike and Adidas work. They're going to whoever. Um, they're gonna follow the top recruits because they're invested at that point. Mm-hmm. Because when those people, if those recruits make it to the NBA, they'll be there with a shoot deal. Mm-hmm. It may not be the biggest shooter, and I'm a small shooter, but they'll be there to get them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sold up because. That, that, that's what it all comes down to a lot of times, the shoe companies and everything. Like, the shoe companies pour a lot of money. That's why it was such a big deal. Like, with a, like Martell's know what, it, what it's been with AAU and it, the talk of the shoe companies between Nike and Adidas. Like, it's crazy. Like, 
Nike and Adidas. They want the, they want the guys that can hit them. Yeah. Like like if y'all podcast is the best podcast, then I'm gonna give you free merch in order to publicize that. I, I need you guys. If, every, if y'all have all the flute, I'm gonna give y'all the best mic. I'm gonna give y'all the best headphones. Y'all the best plugins. I'm gonna give y'all the best studio system. And because everybody that's watching is gonna see that this is y'all use, so therefore let's give it to them for free because everybody that looks up to this podcast, everybody that looks up to this channel is gonna see this and be like, I, I need those speakers that they had. I need those headphones. And y'all gonna get those people to buy way more than what y'all just gave them for free. So they just gave y'all for free. So that's that's the biggest thing with you see these guys with Nike on, you see these guys with Adidas on, they gave those guys that because the kids that's looking up to Odell, kids that's looking up to Keisha Watson, Russell Wilson, they see them in that Nike jacket, they see them in that Nike hoodie, they see them in those Nike shoes, those kids want it because that's their they item. So you get it for free. They just gave you all these shoes for free because you're about to make all these kids around the world go get that merch. Right. You have to spend a little money to make a lot of money. They're not giving it to us. It ain't free games for free. As soon as they see Russell Wilson with that shoe on, that jacket, that hoodie, those headphones, he just made sales all over the world that, that probably quadrupled the price that, that they had to put out just to get those guys that free merch. This... That's how they go. So LSU is televised always. You know what I'm saying? Two lines be televised. That's why those guys get the big sponsor because they got more TV time than Gremlin. Gremlin really only on TV if we play preseason game against a, a yeah. PWI yeah. or the Bayou Classic. So who wants to give a school like Gremlin or anybody in the HBCU or in the SWAC for that matter, HBCU period, who wants to give those guys all the best merch when they only have two games that's televised a year? Right. If they, if they don't make it to a championship. So why? So basically. Getting HBCs put on the map for real as far as, like, athletics. Because, I mean, we're there academically. Like, that's that's really no issue academically. But seeing us as a powerhouse beyond that and getting our, our people out there beyond that is basically going to take more exposure. So why don't people, like, coaches or whoever else, media people, be like, you know what? We're just going to start a show. We're going to start all HBCU athletes, sports, whatever. We're just going to start our own mini series of shows to get our name out there. Why doesn't anybody just do that? On some last chance you type stuff. And there's nothing that they can pay for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, they, if some people don't have a genuine bone and they can't read from it, that's you know what I'm saying? Why put on the if like Deion Sanders, he's gonna get something out of this. He's gonna become a legend. Then he sent his son, or he sent multiple guys at Kremlin. But like, you only really see a lot of guys going to the NFL from Gremlin and Southern and Alcorn, maybe here and there first. But you don't really see a lot of guys. Hey, now that Deion goes up, he's gonna have a lot of guys that NFL capability, and they're gonna have a good season in the sweat and they're going to be going to the NFL. There's not many people who went to HBCU in a year or two. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be some guys that he gets over there that have played two years and is able to, you know, opt out early and go to the NFL because he's, a, he, he's getting those kind of caliber players. It's all about who you know, not what you know. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talks about, it's about what you know. It's, it's about who you know. Because if you got a club and I know you, mm-hmm. and somebody else got a club and they know more more than me about your club, but I know you and I tell you to come get me from the front, that person that don't that don't really know you but heard you and he know more about you than I do, he ain't getting in that club. But I can hit you and you can come get me from that club because I know you. Yeah. Right. So another coach probably couldn't even get Deion Sanders trying to commit to that school. Another coach probably couldn't get that that uh, Mississippi State DB to commit to Jackson State. Like, it's all about who you know. Like, they know Dion. Dion know these kids, and they touch them. So that's what it's going to be. It's all, about, it's all about who you know. You know what I'm saying? And they know that he can get them there. They can trust him. Like, if, 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 if all fails, he can put them in a position 
can still go to the NFL because they trusted him with their career. And he ain't going to just let them fall on their face. That's the thing about it. Some of these HBCU coaches don't give a damn. Like, my, I ain't talked to my coaches really since I left. Wow. But I ain't got a, I ain't, I had, I don't, my coach ain't never gave me a sideline pass to no game. He ain't never, he ain't never let me, you know, no, no type of special homecoming treatment, nothing. And if he was on his phone or if he was listening to this interview today, I'd tell him like, bro, the way you have a business, like, like we can't go back and have fun. Mm-hmm. They don't make sure we straight when we come back. If we come back, we just a motherfucker with window grammar and played up. No, he he's saying some, he's saying some real shit because I'll give you a prime example like Tyron Matthew who went to LSU and he keep in mind Tyron got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Tyron got kicked out his going into his senior year, I think it was or his junior year. I can't remember which year he was. business a certain way like you know what i'm saying like you a lot of coaches and ain't just HB2, there's a lot of coaches that don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying that, which is why i tell people i'll tell that's why i used to tell my friends when there's time for them to commit be careful everybody's gonna tell you they love all the coaches gonna tell you they love you but do they really love you You're about to find out who really love you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so and they like, just they just they just like if guys can go back, bro, they get sideline pass, they can go to press box. Man, it's a multitude of shit that they they they, they, they can reap from. You know what I'm saying? And going back to ground, being a three time champion, I don't feel like I'm a champion when I go there. I just feel like shit, anybody else would feel. You know what I'm saying? There's no way, bro, I just feel like the way I feel when I go back to school. There's absolutely no way, bro, that I just feel like that. And I'm, I'm not the only one. We had a conversation in our group matches. We created this group match in like 2015, 2016. And we were like, we're going to win the championship. And we won it that year. So I've been in this group match with these guys since college. And they were just saying like, bro, why we feel like that when we go back to school? Like, me and my coach don't even look each other in the eye for real when we have a conversation. I walk in the barbershop. He's talking to me, but he's looking at the barber. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. Like, come on, man. That's I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I, I hear you get a pay raise around that bitch. Mr. Excitement. Know? Crowd, please, a titty squeeze. I'm going to stand on that. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. There go my gun. Titty, titty, bang, bang. <laughs> I can't stand you. But, okay, that makes sense, though. That, that honestly makes sense. I... The business aspect of it, if more coaches made their alum feel welcome, feel still a part of the family, incorporated them more of what potentially is going on with the new boys, trying to see if they have any input with them, I think that's what potentially could grow HBCUs and put them on the map and pour funds into the programs. Because it's called a booster. Oh. So... So what? It's a boosters. A boosters exactly what it sounds like. Like their their job is to put money. You have to be careful with that though. This the the alumni thing and boosters. You have to be careful with it because lots of times with alumni and people who who are putting money or something, they start to feel like yo, I can make decisions. Oh yeah, like off like off uh all American. Yeah, those boosters. And that was on a and that's on a minor level. That that's on a minor level, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The, 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 there's a rumor. Well, it, it, there was a rumor going around that part of like I've always heard. I've heard people say the reason Nick Saban left LSU wasn't just to go take a shot at the NFL. He didn't want to deal with the with the alumni at LSU mm. because politics, the politics of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I said, all American is a perfect example. That's at the high school level, and that goes on. So that that goes on at high schools across the nation. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But college. Oh my God! It's it's unlike anything you've ever heard. And the sad part is though, and and Martell will probably agree with me. There's so much talent in the state of Louisiana by itself. Like 
Grambling could actually, and that's another thing nobody talks about. HB, they have to, okay, even like Dillard, and I, I know Dillard's not a big basketball school or nothing like that. Fam, you could have, it's, they could, they didn't like, you'll see Xavier coaches at games. Mm-hmm. I've seen Xavier coaches at basketball games, scouting. Yeah. Dillard, I've never seen Dillard at a game, scouting. Never in my high school career did I see. Because there's enough talent for you to snatch something to help your program if you really, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So there's 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 gotta be like he's like Martel is saying, you gotta do good business. You can't be lazy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that's what people don't realize. Like Y'all making me wanna get into being behind the scenes. You'd be surprised, like oh you'd be surprised. Yeah, it's bigger than, it's bigger than football at the end of the day, you yeah. know, uh it's a lot it's a it's a lot that 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 can be told that don't that's not told. You know what I'm saying? It's a simple fact that it'll it'll put some so many people in compromising positions. But at the end of the day, if HBCUs had the luxury that CWIs had, we will beat any schools at. Like I feel like that 2016 team, we had got so lucky. We could really we could have played anything in college. That 2016 team, baby. Like <laughs> the only reason we lost that game in Arizona is because Kincaid he pulled his um cow. Other than that, we would have beat any school that year. We went 12 and 1. Baby. Didn't give up many points. We was number one in everything offense, defense, kickoff, kickoff, return, everything. Like, we was number one team. That was amazing. I don't think no team could fucking smell our jocks out that year. We just got lucky and we had, we had a, a, we had a, we had a PWR worthy team. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like nobody could have smelled out for some draws that year, but we didn't have the luxury of playing teams we wanted to. And we tried to play bigger teams that year. And they turned us down because they knew what we had. Like the next year, and the next year after that, they scheduled a, a game against taking ULM when I left and Chad left, and you know, Chad Rogers. Yeah, they wanted they wanted to play the, when they seen that that all of us projected to go to the NFL and we would be gone. That's when they wanted to play us. And Graham still almost be sick. Mm-hmm. They pick one in the fourth quarter of last year. So I mean, it is what it is when it comes down to that, but. If we had the luxury of of PWI privileges, HBCUs all around this motherfucker would be really thriving. Yeah, that's basically what it comes down. Facts, gunshot. <laughs> oh, now you want me to do something? Cause that was that was a that was a <laughs> chopper. I'll have it next week. Okay, but I'll have it next week. Shut up. <laughs> but Tez, I just I just thank you so much for coming on the show. First athlete to ever come on to be on the show. Yes. You're the first athlete to ever be on 504 LA. Oh man. Dang, we making it's history it's today. Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any last remarks, Martez Carter? Yeah, man, I do. Go ahead. I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to uh, be on your platform. You know, I like being the person and the real me and just give me a chance to tell my story and my side and give you guys my point of view. And uh, I don't say stuff like this lightly. If you ever need me in the future, you know, just let me know. I know if I could be here for you guys and in life on a podcast, um, posting you guys on my story, uh, whatever the case may be. Man, don't be, don't, don't, don't be a little shy to act. I got y'all back and I appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Where can people follow you at? Hey, my IG is I'm just underscore Ted. That's I'm just underscore Ted. And my Twitter handle is that man on the IV. The one told me that. <laughs> oh, is that man called a focus? That man called an IV. Me and Weezy FAB. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you, Mr. Carter was his song. He used to play Mr. Carter out. Hey, hey that, that was the best song on that album. He, I stand by that. Listen, he used to it's play on my that out. Like it, it is. It's a, it really is a great song. It, he hey, and you know it's me. Played it out. Hey, Mr. Carter. Tell me, Tell me where you 
Hey, we closing with that song today. We're going to close with that song. In honor of you, Martez, we're going to end the show with Mr. Carter. Okay? Let me... Wait, not yet, because I got to go find it. Why do you not have that on your playlist? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> I don't even think... You know, I like Lil Wayne, but I don't even... I'm not a big Lil Wayne fan. Fam, I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> I don't have a choice. It's not really a choice, like... Oh, I actually do have this in my library. You should. Okay, I probably have it because it is, but that's neither here nor there. All right. It's just the way that this come up, bro. There's so many instruments on there. Yeah. It's just, it's it's like, it's it's gangsta superhero music. Yeah. I'm fucking ready to jump off my balcony, laying on the ground, and you play that song for about. What? Listen, you done already tore your Achilles, okay? I need you to I come. I believe I can fly. No, you need to fly your butt in I a chair. I believe I can touch this guy. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Did you buy the early night in day? Mm-mm. I grab my weed and fly away. Mm-mm. I believe I can go. Sore. You need me ready to get open Damn, sign us out. All right. For Jazz and the homie Martez Carter, I'm Big Tim from 504 LA Podcast. And we signing out. We thank y'all for listening. And fuck with us next week. Yeah. Damn. Yo, Jordan, this is trying to tell y'all. I feel big. Like, not, not big in the sense of weight, you know what I mean? Like, gaining weight or nothing like that, like, colossal, like, you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> I heard you were looking for me. Hello. Hello. You know.